Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 20. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul rose from the earth and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight. And neither did he, neither did he, neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth and have seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he have done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he have authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, have sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately they fell from his eyes as had been scales. And he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus. And straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. Amen. Amen. He is the son of God. Precious Lord, we that believe by faith, by faith 
you are the son of God. Not only are you the son of God, you are God incarnate. And we praise you and we thank you, Father God, for putting on flesh and coming down to this earth to die, to shed your blood on Calvary's cross for the sins of the world. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wasn't that a good read? Amen. That's a good read. So, so the last four weeks, last four weeks we've been talking about what it means to be in Christ. Or really what it means, really what it means to be to be saved, what it means to be born again, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a believer, or as the lesson we read today, what it means to be in the way. Okay? So 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, he is a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. New, new means Regeneration. Okay? So a new creature is someone who has been regenerated or have been born again, who have repented, who, have, who is living a, 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 a life of sanctification, who has been adopted into God's family, who has been redeemed. How about that? It's got to be taught. It's got to be taught. Most Christians... Know not that they are to be beholded by the world. Remember when, when Jesus called Lazarus from the grave? Think about this. Lazarus was in the grave. Lazarus was dead. The only way Lazarus was coming out of that grave is when Jesus called him. It was a miraculous, supernatural event. And Jesus called Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Okay? And Lazarus, in his grave clothes, walked out of that tomb. How about that? And you know what? He was something to behold. The people were amazed. Jesus had to tell the disciples, loose him. And then later on in John 11 and 12, they said that Jesus was, was at the house of Mary and Martha, and Lazarus was there. And the, and the word of God says, and this is unique. The people didn't come to see Jesus. Think about that. They came to see Lazarus. They came to see Lazarus. And you know what? If you're saved, born again, you are in the same condition as Lazarus. You ought to be something to be home. You ought to be like, you know, you got to come see my dad. He, he rose from the grave. I think Sydney thought about that one. When, when, when I told Sydney I got saved, she was like, you, you, you must have rose from the grave. Yeah, here I am. Signed, sealed, delivered. Amen. Think about it. Most Christians don't know about 2 Corinthians 5.17. We get stuck. We get stuck. And, and, and y'all hear me say it all the time. We think, we think we come to church and we be entertained. And, and, and we hear we hear preaching, we hear preaching that that doesn't connect us with the fact that we need to be saved and what it means to be saved. They're, you know, they're 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 on T.D. Jakes. They're on T.D. Jakes bad. They're on T.D. Jakes bad. No, whether he deserve it or not. Okay, he, you, when you in that spotlight like that, you you know you being watched. 
But they got they got one they got one scene where he's walking in in the church with a long purple robe on, and he he said, "Have you ever been swallowed up?" And they go swallowed up, and they they make it a mockery of it. Okay, listen. Here's what here's what needs to be teached. Not if you ever been swallowed up, because that's not in the Bible. All right. Here's what's in the Bible. Have you ever been redeemed? Have you ever been repentant? Have you ever been consecrated? Have you ever been justified? Have you ever been saved? That's what needs to be taught. That's what needs to be taught. And we see this in the story of the chief. I'm going to call Paul the chief. Okay? So, so, so here's Paul. And I'm going to go verse by verse. Through much as I can. I'm not going to hold you as long as I want to because I got a lot of material. All right. But verse by verse through Acts chapter nine. And it says in verse one. Now watch. And Saul yet breathing and threatening and slaughter against the disciples of God of the Lord went into the high priest. Now, now I'm saying to Deacon Jeremy just a couple weeks ago. You, you should get three sermons out of every verse. There's a bunch in there. I ain't covered them all. But you ever met anyone just, just, just so angry? You ever dealt with someone so hateful and so angry that, that, that the words that come out of their mouth, you can almost see the heat coming off of them? They're just angry. I don't, you, you guys ought to not be hanging around people like that. All right? You shouldn't be hanging around people like that. But, but here's Paul, here's Saul, rather, breathing and threatening. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain that. He, just, he, he hated Christians so bad. He hated the fact that they believed that Jesus Christ was God in the flesh and had rose from the dead. He thought he was doing a service to God by killing off Christians. And, and threatening means, you know, some people, some people are so timid in their faith, you can threaten them. And they'll walk away from it. Okay? And what, what Saul was doing, what Saul was doing, he was threatening, the, and, and if the threatening didn't work, he would hurt them and slaughter them. And the Bible says here, the disciples of the Lord, the disciples, people who were learning and following the Lord, and it says he went into the high priest. Okay? Y'all remember the high priest? Don't that ring a bell in your mind? When I say the high priest, don't that make don't something, something comes to your mind about the high priest? Let me let me tell you what's coming to your mind. His name was Caiaphas. Caiaphas was Caiaphas was the high priest, and the high priest, the high priest of the Jews, was a, was a was like the president, like the boss. He had no one to answer to. The high priest had no one to answer to. So when the high priest told Pilate to take Jesus, Pilate took him because the high priest. Okay, so so. So he went to the high priest and look at verse two and desired of him letters to Damascus and to the synagogue that if any that if he found any of this way. OK. The disciples called themselves the people of the way. Remember, Jesus said in John 14, six, I have no way. OK, so these people said I, we, we are the way. Whether they be men or women and in and, and those days, women were women weren't to be slaughtered. OK. They weren't to be slaughtered. They weren't to be crucified and, and subjected to pain and suffering. That was always something that you didn't do to a woman. All right. 
And he said, I might bring him to Jerusalem. So we got this, we got this. How many, how many, how many ever heard about Saul? Remember Saul? What comes to your mind? The tall one, the tall, handsome one. Remember the tall, handsome Saul? What, what, what did he do? He attacked the, the king of David. He attacked King David. He tracked King David down. He was trying to kill King David. And this, this Saul, the first Saul I'm talking about was probably 6'6". Six, six. The Bible said he stood above all men. Okay? So I'm, I'm, I'm studying on, on, on Saul. And, and, and I never knew this. I never knew he was shorter than Margaret. I did not know that. The, the, the historians say that, that Saul was four and a half feet tall. He was a little guy. He was a little guy. And they used to say they had little man syndrome. Okay? He was full of anger and hatred. Okay? And he was totally sold out to sin. All right? God going to get him. We know God going to get him because we know the story. Okay? And as he journeyed, journeyed, he was on his way to Damascus with breathing out, threatening, and slaughter on his way to kill God's people, on his way to threaten and to persecute God's people. He, and he came near Damascus. Y'all know what happened, right? And suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. Okay. Now, folks, let me tell you something. The, the word of God said he, this was at noon. That's the brightest time of day in Jerusalem. But the light that shined on Saul was brighter than natural light. And it shined upon him. And, 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 and really, I, I always like to say he got arrested. He got arrested on the way to Damascus. God arrested him. Okay. And now I always, always, you know, you ever, you ever, some of y'all been arrested or pulled over. I'll put it like that. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody here been arrested, but they've been pulled over and you got the lights behind you. Okay. You got the lights behind you. So, so here's Saul on his way to Damascus and he is arrested by God. Okay. Verse, verse four. And he fell to the earth. Okay. And heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Y'all get that? Do you know when, 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 I, you know, when, when I worked at the prison, I, I would try my best to warn some of the inmates not to mess with me. Now, I'm not one of them guys that do that touch not my anointed, you know, do my profit no harm. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not that way. But I am God's man. All right? Amen. I am. And, and, <clears throat> and I try to be fair, firm, and consistent with everybody I run into. So I had, this, I had this one guy. And the volunteers would come in. And I was over all the volunteers. They would come in. And I would call the inmates that I wanted to come to different functions because you couldn't have them all. Okay, and what the volunteers would do, they would always bring food. So one of the things, you, if you had an outstanding ticket or any type of discipline, you couldn't come to a function. That was one way that we tried to monitor behavior. You know, they wanted to come to a function so they would be on good behavior because a lot of the volunteers, they, you know, they had a lot of money. They bring good stuff. 
So I had one. I had one kid. He wanted to come. He, he had a ticket. He uh, he couldn't come. He was he was on bad behavior, and he stood out in the hallway, and called me every name in the book. He called me every name in the book to the officers. You know, they, the officers had my back, and they went and got him and took him to his room and everything. You know, they probably gave him a couple of body shots, but 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 uh, it wasn't it wasn't like the next day. The county came and got this kid and took him to the adult system. And, and I don't know what he had on his, I don't know what, when this was, if it was pending or anything. It was just coincident. Okay? The reason I say that is in verse 4 it says, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? What's, 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 what's Jesus talking about? What Jesus is talking about is when you persecute, when you persecute, a child of God, you're persecuting God. Amen. Okay? You're persecuting God. So when, when you attack, when Christianity is attacked, God is attacked. When the people of God are attacked, God is attacked. And this is what this is what God is saying to Saul. He said, Saul, Saul, why thou, why persecute thou me? God feels our pain. You know, sometimes, sometimes you don't even have to worry about it. Sometimes we like to retaliate, and, and the word of God says what? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So we don't have to all, you know, sometimes we say it all the time. We got the little jingles and stuff. Well, I'm going to let the Lord fight my battles. And we, we say it, but that's hard to do, ain't it? Because these mouths get in the way, don't they? These mouths get in the way. And we want to, we want to just, we want to be quiet. We want to say, oh, you know, I'm just going, I ain't going, you know, I ain't, I ain't going to go postal. I'm just going to let the Lord handle these folks. But that mouth, sometimes that mouth getting away, don't it? Toya nod at me. You know, I'm talking about her. But, you, I, I, you know, I just keep it real with y'all. Watch what, watch what happens. And he said, who art thou, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, and the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. How about that? Y'all know what that means? Kick against the pricks? What's that mean? When you had an oxen, when you had an animal, and you want that animal to go a certain way, or you want the animal to move a little faster, or you want that animal to do what it's, no, the animal know what he's supposed to do. Okay. So the animal is being stubborn, all right? So what the, what the farmer would do was he had a long stick with a metal piece on the end, and, and when the animal didn't, didn't respond properly, just tap him and get him to move. And sometimes the animal didn't want to move like our kids. You know, our kids be hard-headed, don't they? You know, and you, they know what they need to do, and they kick against the prick. So, so when the animal would kick against the owner, he would... Run it in there a little harder. Okay? And the animal would still kick. And, and, and God uses that term. And God uses that term with Paul. Saul, he said, why are you kicking against prick? You know you're wrong. You know what you need to be doing. Hmm. Some of us need a little poke every once in a while, don't we? Some of us need a little poke. You know, sometimes God poke us with some discomfort. With some adversity, with a trial, sometimes you gotta you gotta know you gotta know when you're going through something. You you may be 
be, you may be getting pricked. May not be, you may not be, it may not be what you think. You know, you might be like, why is everything going so wrong? Why is everything going so bad? Why is my life a living hell? Well, maybe you kicking against the pricks. Okay, maybe God is trying to saw saw you. Maybe God is, is and, 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 and honestly, what you see here when God is saying Saul, Saul, he's pleading with Saul. He's showing Saul grace and mercy, okay? And, and God often comforts us or confronts us when we're at our worst. I've always said, you know what? You know what? Every Christian, every born-again Christian, was confronted by God. Okay? You know, you don't remember you don't remember when you was confronted? We're gonna do it in a second here. We're gonna say, let a man examine himself. Because you gotta know. You gotta know some of this stuff. Okay? Now everybody ain't gonna preach this, but I'm gonna preach it because that's what I do. Alright? Some preachers, I, I don't want to fit nobody because it's the first of the month, and all my, you know, all my members is senior citizens, and you know, this first of the month, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't offending nobody. This, you know, maybe the fifth Sunday, I ain't offending nobody. I'm gonna offend you on first Sunday, Blanche. Watch this. Watch this. Do you, do you, do you know who wrote? Do you know who wrote? Work out your salvation. With fear and trembling. You know who wrote that? Paul wrote that. He wrote that in Philippians chapter 2. He wrote that. And, and, and watch what he says in verse 9. I mean, chapter, chapter 9, verse 6. And it says, he's been, and now the Lord had just confronted him and said, he says, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And here's what Paul or Saul said. He wasn't Paul yet. Here's what Saul said. And he trembling. Trembling. Wait a minute, little little man, four foot, four and a half feet, full of anger, breathing, threatening. You got the notes. You got the notes and the letters from the chief priest. You a bad man. But now you had a confrontation with Jesus. Okay, you had a you had a mind life altering change. Remember Isaiah. Remember Isaiah. Been a year. In the year that Isaiah died, he said, he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and, and his train filled the temple. Then you move all the way down to verse number eight and God and God has some plans for Saul, for Isaiah. See, when you come to the Lord, you're going to get something to do. Amen. All right. God going to give you some work. You're not, you're not getting saved and just going on about your business. Okay? I know. I know it's, you know, I know it's easy. You know, I got saved. You know, I, I got saved. There ain't nothing happened. I ain't got, God ain't told me to do nothing. You nothing got, because you ain't listening. All right? You need to be pricked. All right? Because when Isaiah got saved, he said, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? God has some work to do. And Isaiah looking around, he see no man but him. And he said, here I am, Lord. Send me. Okay? 
Now watch. Y'all seen all this in here? Have you, I, I, I've got to pass my notes. Have y'all seen all we've been talking about for the last four weeks? Have y'all seen repentance? Have y'all seen redemption? Have y'all seen regeneration? Okay. Have y'all seen God's grace and mercy? All that's involved in salvation. And we should start seeing it or have it. We've seen a little of God's grace and mercy. But have you seen repentance? Paul Saul repented. When he said, with trembling and astonished, he says, what would you have me to do? That's a picture of not only repentance, that's a picture of redemption, that's a picture of regeneration, that's a picture, that's a picture of obedience. All of God's graces are found in that statement. What would you have me to do? What's Paul saying? Saul said, I'm not the same person anymore. I've had an encounter with God. You can't have an encounter with God and lead the same. Can't. Okay? Now, now, now the men that was with Paul, Saul, they, they, they stayed in their own lane. Okay, watch. Verse, verse 7. I'm just going to read it because it, it, really, it really has no bearing on this. This is about God and, Paul, and Saul. Okay? And the men which journeyed with him, verse 7, stood speechless. Okay? See, sometimes you run with people. You know, a lot of folks are just followers. You know, you got, I think you got, I think when you look at the type of men and women in this world, you got three kinds. They talk, you got the alpha man, you got the sigma man, and you got the beta man or woman. And the beta is just a follower. Whatever you say, boss, whatever you say, boss, yes. You know, you know they're wrong, but it's yes, whatever. Okay, I hope ain't no betas in here. I don't like betas. I don't like, I don't like suck butts. Okay. Um. That's an old school word there. That's that take you all the way back to the seventies. You know, some of y'all, Christy, you remember that word, don't you? Yeah. All right, so y'all got me off track. They stayed in their lane, hearing a voice. They heard the voice, but seeing no man, they ain't having no clue what was going on. Because again, like I said, this was between God and Saul. But watch verse eight. Watch verse eight. And Saul rose from the earth. Uh oh. He arose from the earth, and when his and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him unto Damascus. Okay? And he was there. That's interesting. Three days. That three days ought to ring a bell. Okay? He was without sight for three days, and neither did eat nor drink. Hmm. What's happening with Saul? What's happening with Saul? God is working with Saul. God is equipping Saul. God is, 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 is revealing himself to Saul. Okay? And, 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 and remember in, in Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says, and, and ye have he quickened. Okay, Paul was made alive. Paul was was told of his sin, his simple behavior, and, and now he is trans making a transformation, okay? That's that word regeneration, okay? Now watch. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision. How about that? Ananias didn't want nothing to do with Paul. 
Ananias didn't want nothing to do with Saul. Ananias, if it was up to Ananias, Ananias would say, let's cut his head off. Okay? Because Ananias wasn't, he, he wasn't in the right place. No fault of Ananias. I think about Jonah. See, we, we had this conversation about Jonah. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Because the people of Nineveh hated the Israelites. And Jonah knew that if he went there and preached the word of God to the Ninevites, they was going to get saved. Jonah was like, listen, listen, I don't want them saved. I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with all that. I probably would have sided with Jonah too. I probably would have sided with Jonah too. I probably would have sided with Ananias. I think that is what? Human nature. Okay? This is what we talked about earlier this morning. We don't, we, we, when we serve in God, that means God is in charge. Okay? And we get in the way sometimes. Don't we get in the way sometimes? You know, you know God will say, you know what? I, I need you to do this. But we already got our plans. Here's what I do. This is what I do. I, I, don't, I, I, I can do it, but I can do it, but probably have to wait till Friday. See, we talk to God like we talk to our wives and, and we talk to, to, to our dentists. You know, Dennis, well, I got Thursday open. Well, I got something to do on Thursday. Can you, can we do two? Can you squeeze me in Tuesday? See, see, we, we, God don't operate like that. See? Some people are wondering why they ain't never getting nothing from God. God don't answer my prayer. I'm done with God. You ain't never had nothing to do with God. Amen. He's never been your God. See, he's never been your God, but you want, you want all the blessings from God, but you don't want to do no sacrificing and no, no obedience. And then you wonder why everything, everything a mess. God's children ain't messy. Let me tell y'all something. Now, y'all know how I feel about it. I think, I think the church is way too big, okay? I think, you know, it's church folk. Church folk. 20,000 members and none of them none of them can explain to you what it means to be born again, what it means to be redeemed, what it means to be consecrated, what it means to be washed in the blood. Verse 11. Ananias getting ready to get put on check. God, see, God don't have no problem checking his people. God checked me. I got checked this week. I got checked this week. God checked me. He said, listen, you're going to do what I told you to do. You mine. I, I own you. You do what I say. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Whatever. I ain't got no, I ain't got no argument with him. You didn't bless me too much. I can't argue with him. He said, just here, what I want you to do. All right? I know you got plans, but you going back in that prison and work. That wasn't on my, that wasn't on my agenda. Well, you, you know, congratulations, huh? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Verse 11. Watch. Watch Ananias get checked. And the Lord said unto him, you see it? Mm -hmm. And wait, 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 wait. Ananias, he said, arise and go into a street, which is called straight. He's talking to Ananias. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul. Of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth, and have seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now, God has already gave Ananias all the business. 
I mean, he didn't already gave him divine instructions in a vision. Ananias, Ananias should have said, I'm gone. I'm on my way. No. No. He got to give God a piece of his mind. And ain't that what we do? I mean, listen, we can't get on Ananias. We cannot get on Ananias no more than we can get on Joe's wife because if, if, if we was Joe's wife, we would have been doing the same thing. Amen. I hear people, oh, you know, you know, Joe's wife, Joe's wife. No, listen, you Joe's wife. If that would have happened to you, you Joe's wife. You would have said the same thing. Okay? We would have said the same thing, Ananias. Listen, this, here go Ananias after he didn't got his instructions. From God. Then, then Ananias answered, Lord. Yeah, that, that's a half-hearted Lord. Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to the saints at Jerusalem. Okay? Now, 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 now stop for a minute. Stop for a minute. Stop for a minute. He, we don't talk to people like this because we, none of us in here horizontally know anybody that know everything. Okay? Joe, Ananias is talking to someone who knows everything. You, you with me? God knows everything about Saul. Ananias is like, listen, just in case. Remember when Peter, when Peter, when Peter went out on the lake and, and God said, cast the nets on the other side. And Peter said, look, man, I'm the boss fisherman. We didn't fish all night and ain't caught nothing. Nevertheless, how'd that turn out for Peter? How'd that turn out for Peter? Not good. This ain't turned out good for Ananias. Now watch. He go Ananias. He go Ananias. Okay. And then Ananias answered, Lord, I have, dude, you, you, you are, I have heard by many of this man, like God had him. He giving God some, he giving God some insider information, okay? How much evil he have done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And he have he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. Woo! And, and watch the Lord answer. <laughs> watch the Lord. Watch. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way. Just go thy way. You can add a whole lot to go thy way. Just, just get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. He, let me, and then he said, let me tell you something. You don't know, Ananias. Let me tell you something. You don't know. Okay? He is. Talking about Saul. Talking about this evil man who's done great harm to the saint. He is a chosen vessel unto me. Okay? Okay? Ananias getting this. Ananias is sitting there like, whoa, 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 I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. He copping deuces, as they would say. Okay? Now, he's a chosen vessel unto me to bear 
my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. I like verse 17, don't you? Hey, verse 17. And Ananias just, he just, he just did the moonwalk out of there. He had nothing else to say. <laughs> you see that? Watch. Watch verse 17. And Ananias went his way. <laughs> and went no more. Listen, I'm cool. I'm cool. You ain't got to. I'm your, I'm your man. And he went his way. Watch this. Watch this. And he went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul. Y'all see adoption. Y'all see adoption. So we've been talking about this for the last four weeks. Sanctification, redemption, repentance, re and, and adoption. He's a chosen vessel unto me. He's your brother. He's your brother, Ananias. And Ananias went to Saul and said, Brother Saul. That sounds good on Black History Month. Brother Saul, what's up? Dapped him all up. Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus. That's cool. Even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in thy way, as thou camest, have sent me. Here we go. Back to Isaiah chapter 6. Have sent me. Okay? And, and that thou mayest, thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. How about that? Mm. Mm. And immediately there fell from his eyes as had been scales, and he received his sight forthwith and arose. Uh oh. And arose. What's that picture of? That's a picture of Jesus. That's a picture of every saint. Every saint of God has risen. From the deadness of his sin. Okay? All of us. You saved? You was dead. Okay? Dead in your trespasses and sins. Mm -hmm. And he says, he arose and was baptized. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He wasn't baptized first. And then filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? 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 He received his sight before he went into the water. And nothing happened in the water. If he didn't receive his sight, and, and he wasn't going to get it in the water. Okay? Okay? He received his sight, and then he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as had been scales, and he received sight forthwith. Spiritual sight. Okay? And arose. A new man. Up from the grave. He arose. With a mighty triumph. He arose. And he was baptized. You get a Jew to get baptized. You get a Jew. You get a Jew to get baptized. You done some work. Alright? Alright? Saul got baptized. What's the, what's the meaning of being baptized? He was, he was giving everybody evidence that he was now 
a child of God. That he believed that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the grave. That's why you get baptized. On the profession of your faith. Okay? On the profession of your faith. We baptize you how? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And immediately everybody in this room thinks about Peter when Speaking nails slammed into the bottom of the baptismal pool. I'll never get that. Was just, I, that's, I got PTSD. Oh. And when he had received me, okay, he was strengthened. And then was Saul certain days with the disciples. Which were at the masses. I'm going to stop right here on verse 20. I had no idea I was going to get this far today. But I'm, I'm there because I got a lot more on Paul in the next couple of weeks. Watch. And straightway. Now, he, now, what was he going to Damascus to do? He was going to Damascus to torture and threaten and slaughter and persecute and injure Christians. And when he had an encounter with God. Okay. And, he, and when he was born again, when he was saved, when he was redeemed, when he was consecrated, now he's sanctified. Now he's filled with the Holy Ghost. Now straightway he preached Christ. He preached Christ in the synagogues that he is, uh-oh, that he is the son of God. How about that? How about that? He preached that Jesus Christ, who he hated, who he was killing Christians because they believed that, that he was the son of God. Now, we didn't read verse 21, did we? Now, I got verse 21. I'm close. But all that heard him, heard means they understood him, were amazed. They weren't saved. You can be amazed. You can hear a word. You can hear a word of God and be amazed. But being amazed ain't getting you into heaven. Okay? They were amazed. And said, is not this he that destroyed them which were called on this name in Jerusalem? And he came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. How about that? How about that? They couldn't, they couldn't, they didn't understand repentance. They didn't understand being born again. I don't know if these people ever got saved. Sometimes we, sometimes we look at the messenger. We look at the messenger, and, and we don't like the messenger. We don't. We and he, the messenger, might not may not be easy on the eyes. Might not be appealing. He may not be a smooth talker. But we don't like the messenger, so we sacrifice the truth. Then we get a smooth talking messenger that ain't telling you the truth. Let me tell you something. You're not getting saved when the preacher talking about you should eat hot dogs. Amen. All right. And here preachers preaching on a whole lot of stuff. You're not getting saved on, 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 on anything but hearing. Thus say the Lord. So be careful what you hear. That's it. That's it. I got more. We're going gonna, gonna, gonna to explore Saul in the next few weeks. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you this morning. Thank you, Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the, the conversion, the lessons of, on Paul's great conversion, Father God. And let us realize, Father God, that our conversion can't be that much different than Paul's. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God. Father God, let us hear the word of God. Let us hear it and understand it, Father God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.